Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from TDR's Guaranteed Money. We take a look at Barstool's Dave Portnoy and why he's sounding off about Penn National stock. Could we be seeing the start of the Dallas Crypto Cowboys? And what a golf match we've got in store coming up in a month or so. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Who do we have? We'll tell you as Guaranteed Money gets rolling. And welcome to TDR's Guaranteed Money. I am Ryan Doyle. That is millennial entrepreneur Anthony Verrill. Sir, nice to see you. How's it going, sir? Good. Let's get this out of the way, and then we can get into shooting the shit the old-fashioned way. All views on the Guaranteed Money podcast and the guests on this podcast are purely opinion. You should not treat any opinions expressed by us or our guests as investment advice. And the views on this podcast are solely intended to be informational and are not investment advice. With that said, oh, man, we got so many so many things so many Dude, things to talk my, about. My, my life is going like a million miles an hour right now there's like two conferences this week we're like gearing up to launch the only gems products nba playoffs are going on it's everything's just like a whirlwind right now you got baseball in the backdrop i, I managed to watch a little bit of baseball here did today. you yeah just a little bit uh the, you listen the nba playoffs have been spectacular so far and they've, I'll been, even give the, they've been amazing the playing yeah. games will give give yeah. some credit to i am on a, a massive heater as far as the, some of the games i've called the only one we've really whiffed on and even though we didn't whiff on it on the podcast anthony we whiffed on it in real life or at least i did i didn't listen to myself when i said that spread minnesota and memphis the first game that's a that's a weird spread to me maybe i should probably go with minnesota plus the seven or six and a half seven of course what yeah. do i do come you know come rubber hits the road time i sit there and put my money on memphis and i look like a fucking chump who should listen to his I own podcast too. yeah i mean i did the same thing um i'm on a heater right now as well the only game that i got wrong in of all of the games in the playoffs has been that memphis game um i've got the wolves mine are plus 14 and a half tonight in a teaser so I got a lot of cushion on there. I wouldn't be surprised if Jaw and them, they'll come out just swinging. Um, Jaw's going to be a man on a mission, but I mean, look at Ant-Man. Ant-Man's, this is Ant-Man's coming out party. Yeah. I think this is going to be where he cements himself as a bona fide superstar. And I don't want to say he's the second coming of LeBron James, but the man looks pretty close, all things considered. He's got the physical gift and he's got the talent and he's, got the swagger as you can see in his post-game interviews the interview about his dog was was pretty nuts pretty epic. um he named his dog anthony edwards <laughs> anthony edwards jr as you're one um, to do because he does it's everything as well yeah 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 I, I i love the guy i mean if he's if he's relevant for the next 10 12 years in the nba there, there's going to be a new face and i'm sure i'll get sick of minnesota so just come on down to miami we'll uh <laughs> we'll, we'll make you make it nice and comfortable for you down here um, we need another we need another bona fide superstar after this team's done winning a title this year. Yeah, a couple things stood out to me, you know, in addition to what you, what you said and what you you put out there so well. Uh the Miami Heater for real. I've been saying it all year. I nothing yeah. that I have seen in the last little while has led me the other way. In fact, it's yeah. reinforced my point. The Golden State Warriors are on their way to a final. If you watch that game the other night, they it's, are decimating yeah. Denver. Denver is a one-trick pony. If Jokic isn't going at all cylinders all the time, Denver is DOA. He's not getting any help, and no. Golden State is exploiting that with a Steph Curry that isn't even anywhere close to 100%. No, and you know what? You know what's amazing to see is leadership. Steph says, all right, I'm going to sit, put Poole in the game. Poole's fucking balling. Yeah. I mean, you've got the Splash Brothers now with Poole and Wiggins. Like, that team could roll the, West, uh, the Western Conference yeah. easily. If they and, keep doing what they're doing right now, and it's probably going to be, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Heat or Philly with uh, 
with, with, with the Warriors coming out of the West. I think Boston and Brooklyn are going to beat the hell out of each other. Well, that was the other um, thing. You know, I've been, I'm very bullish on the Celtics. I've been bu- very bullish on the Celtics. I hate the Celtics, but I'm bullish on them. When that uh, buzzer beater dropped in game one, you had to think to yeah. yourself, Brooklyn gave it everything they had. They were clicking at all cylinders. They were uh, racing big leads. I just don't know what else they've got left in the tank. I think you're right. I think it's probably going to go six, but I think the Celtics are going to end up beating yeah. them, and that's going to be it, and that's going to be all for Brooklyn. Uh, Katie had a subpar game, though. I mean, that was Superman Kyrie. Kyrie did fucking everything. Kyrie was draining him from five feet behind the arc and then driving in and just floating it. I mean, I watched that game tip from, 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 from cover to cover. Um, and I mean, the only thing that could have been better is if KD would have made a couple of those shots down the stretch, then they would have won the game. Um, but that's, that series is going to be, they're going to beat up, beat each other up and just grind each other down, which is great. Cause I kept saying for the heat, I don't want to see Boston and I don't want to see Brooklyn. Um, let them get knocked out by someone else. Yeah, and listen, I've I've said it all along, and I did this in college, so I'm going to keep saying it on this podcast in the in the pros as well. Since October, I believe it was, maybe even before that, my I've got the the Heat and the Golden State Warriors in a future bet uh, to to be against if one you another. Pull that off, <laughs> yeah. If, if if you pull that off, paired with the NCAA tournament, I'm literally going to follow all of your futures in basketball moving from now forward. on. Like that would be that would be something. Yeah, well, we're going that for it. That would truly baby. be something. It's looking good right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, into the world of business, uh, let's yeah. let's dive in there for a second. I caught wind of this video last week, so I apologize if we're a little late to the party on it. Although I will note that nobody in mainstream business or, or what have you has really picked up on this. Uh, it was Dave Portnoy uh, from Barstool Sports, who I've got a lot of respect for, uh, talking very candidly about the state of, of Penn and of course, Penn being the parent company, uh, and Penn yeah. stock, Dave being a big investor in Penn stock. Uh, let's play the clip and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about what he had to say. All right. Welcome back. DDTG. It has been a long ass time. What has changed since the last time I was on the stream? Top of mind, Penn is in the trash can, relatively speaking. Uh, high at 140. It is trading at 38.24 right now. And I've had plans for a while. And by the way, I still own it. I still own a fucking shit ton of it. The gambling industry has been getting shredded. We get traded with DraftKings, who spends money. I mean, we see I let's the DraftKings business model is clear. We're going to spend it an obscene amount of money on advertising talent. And we're going to try to just hope all the other competitors go away before it's too late and we go out of business. If they're paying what they're paying some of our guys, who knows when will that be? We trade with them. But I still own it. I'm still not going anywhere. Um, Would I rather think be back at 100? Yeah. Do I think it's a good time to buy it? Obviously. I thought it was a good time to buy it about 100. Um, I do have plans, by the way, for DDTG to come back regular basis, probably, probably, well, I'm going to St. Bart's tomorrow, so I'm going to be gone for a week, and then I'm in Miami another month, so maybe then or after, if I do have plans to bring DDTG, DDTG all the way back. Because I do have a little more money that I can trade now. Finances, houses, things. That's why I stopped doing it, by the way. Everyone's like, why'd you stop doing DDT? It wasn't that Penn was going backwards. By the way, ding, 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 ding. 
Are we ding, ding, ding? No, no, no. That was premature. All right, so you've got him there talking about how Penn is basically a dumpster fire when it comes to their, their share prices. Uh, you know, obviously, he, he got into this thing when it was in, you know, the 100, 140 range. Yeah. Uh, it's now down into the $30 range. Could it be that this guy is basically saying, I mean, Portnoy doesn't bite his tongue. Is he basically saying that, you know, if you're an investor in this right now, uh, sorry, but I don't, you know, I didn't see it going this way, but it seems like it's going to go with all the other gambling stocks down to not zero, but not to a nice place and not to what he was expecting all along, you know, in the onset of this big marriage that he had. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't know what the fuck to think he's doing. The only thing I could think of is he's in a current argument with like one of the CEOs or like one of the board members. Um, and they're just that they either have him handcuffed or they've said something that's kind of pissed them off or they're not giving him the freedom to do what he thinks he can do to drive the share price up via the actual fundamentals of the business. Um, if I was a shareholder right now, I'd probably fucking sell the stock. Um, I would take his word for it, cut my cut, cut bait. And there's plenty of other opportunities uh, for me to put my hard earned money into. I mean, I definitely wouldn't want him being the most popular outward facing figure for the company using the words dumpster fire. Are you saying that they don't have anything? They don't know what's going on internally. Like I'm selling and I'm buying something else, um, plain and simple. Okay, but okay, that's interesting. I mean, could you see a day where Penn just doesn't exist anymore? That Barstool doesn't exist anymore? That they get swallowed up by one of the bigger companies? Because I mean, that's likely what we're going to see here, right? You're going to see some consolidation. I yeah. did not, you know, on my bingo card, I didn't have Penn as being one of the companies bought up simply because of Dave Portnoy, simply because of Barstool, and of course the relationship north of the border with the score. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think they're a formidable player in the space. Um, I mean, I think Portnoy is a great megaphone that you would want when he's not doing what he just did. Um, but I mean, at the same time, companies rise and fall. Like great companies, they make a couple of wrong moves and, and they're done. Some other market entrants come in, better technology, stickier customers, more, more, more consumer loyalty, especially in this realm. And then, then you're done. Maybe the Barstool marketing machine isn't as... Uh, it, it isn't this massive conversion machine that they thought it would be. Um, and the audience is not converting over to Penn customers. Um, Penn's not sexy. DraftKings are sexy. FanDuel's sexy. Caesars is sexy. When I, when I hear Penn National Gaming, to be honest, it makes me think of casinos in the Midwest. It makes me think of like I'm driving through Texas or Oklahoma or fucking Like you're Michigan in Omaha, Nebraska at a road see, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to, to me, Penn, to me, Penn's like Binion's. Or, or Harrah's. I know Harrah's is big and they've got other brands, but they're like old school. They're like the like grinded out like casino brand. They're not a tech company, which when I see FanDuel, when I see DraftKings, when I see Caesars, they're a tech company. I mean, they're a, they're a sexy tech company that's a digital first consumer experience. And I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they eat Penn's lunch. All right, let, let's turn a little to, to north of the border because this is really something that that bothers me. Uh, we've got a few stats from the province of Ontario. Obviously, you know, we're well into the iGaming world now in Ontario. It's a couple yeah. of weeks in. I would have expected to see some really hard data when it comes to how much is being bet, what, what the most popular brands are, what people are using, what they're shying away from. Uh, instead, because again, it's still very heavily regulated, 
the best we can come up with is a few Ontario stats from Bet River, uh, who basically said, you know, the most popular sports events that they've taken money on was the Masters, receiving uh, 17% of all of their handle for one particular weekend. Uh, the next largest event was the Nuggets-Lakers game, which happened last Sunday. Uh, that showed yeah. coming in at about 5%. No mention of hockey. You've got a lot of things when it comes to the casino realm. Slots followed by blackjack, table games, the most popular game types in the online casino in the first couple of weeks. Uh, first of all, you, you know, feel free to comment on the idea of not having the full you know, roster of, you know, this is where everybody ranks after week one and two, because I just think that's bureaucratic bullshit. Uh, but also the idea that maybe hockey isn't as, as much of a, a draw as some of these companies initially thought, because, you know, BetMGM, they're, they've got Wayne Gretzky standing in the fountain at Bellagio as part of their ad. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, hockey sucks to bet on. I mean, hockey spreads are really hard to nail. Hockey lines can sometimes be pretty lopsided. And I mean, if I could pick one sport where I've got my ass handed to me consecutively and I don't bet on it anymore, it's hockey. I mean, hockey games can swing very quickly. Um, they're hard to they're hard to nail down. Um, so, I mean, I could understand that. But I mean, what I'd like to see from the from the Canadian government and from the Canadian entities that are up there is something like what they do with cannabis. Like they disclose the sales on a monthly basis. They show what players are getting what numbers and what revenue is being generated. I think that would be interesting to provide that transparency and then allow us to actually see what's going on in the landscape and who's winning uh, the consumer and who's really winning the most bets. Um, and even breaking it down on a per sport basis would be great. See, when, when I, that's exactly what I wanted. When we started this show, I kind of figured, you know, Ontario is my home province. I, we, I do the show from Toronto, Canada. You know, I thought that that's kind of the information we were going to be able to dissect each week, where we're going to have a look at this and say, yeah. okay, this is what the landscape is. This is the winners. This is the losers. The American side of things seems to do a better job. When the state of New York went live, we had some of that raw, raw data. We know which states rank yeah. where uh, when it comes to the money and which companies uh, rank where when it comes to the money. I'd like a little bit more of that. I'd like to see a little bit more of that. And I guess, you know, you've got to blame it on the, the bureaucratic red tape of it all. Yeah. I mean, wh which platforms are you actually engaging with? On the Canadian it, side. It's a great question. Uh, Bet365, which was involved in the gray market well before the launch. So they were one that was kicking around for a very long time. I feel like their bonuses have been great. I feel like they've done a good yeah. job of keeping me as a customer. If I forget about them for a second, something pops into my email and says, hey, you know, you want $40 to bet on tonight's NBA game? Okay, yeah, I'll take that. I'll throw a little sprinkle on it here and there. It's free money. Why not? And it gets me back into their platform. Some of the other ones haven't been as quick to do that. Caesars is catching up, though. Caesars is catching up. Yeah. When you said Caesars yeah. is a tech company, they get what they're they doing. They are. They are. I know I know one of the guys that's high up at Caesars. They're completely digitally transforming their entire company. I mean, they've got like $2 billion that they're spending on digital. Um, that includes Web3. That includes NFTs. That includes iGaming. That includes sports wagering. Yeah. They are going full bore into the tech, uh, in, into the tech realm. And they know gaming. They've got all the data. They've got the consumers. They've got the hotels. They've got they, they, they've got what it takes to come in and be a formidable competitor um, in the space. And like I said earlier, Caesars is sexy. It doesn't sound like pen, which I mean, <laughs> sure. I mean, you got Portnoy, but Caesars to me is it's got the allure and it's got the brand. You know, you mentioned that about hockey. It reminds me of my old man. Like I come from a family of gamblers, right? My dad used to say, uh, you can't yeah. bet on hockey, son. It's played on ice. How the hell do you know what the ice thinks? Correct. Which is not, not a bad analogy. Yeah. I also uh, come from a, no. uh, a line of gamblers. My grandfather, here's a true story. My grandfather was playing poker one night. My dad was home. Had about five or six guys over. Uh, this is when they lived in an apartment in Boston, Massachusetts. And uh, <laughs> my dad woke up, 
to the sounds of a guy taking the fridge out of the out of the apartment with all of the food in it because my granddad had he i think what? he had pocket kings and there were kings on the on the flop and there were i think there was one, a couple aces maybe uh so he had kings against the guy's aces and the guy actually had yeah. the aces and won the fridge full of food so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not making yeah. that up I mean, I mean, I mean, dude, I'll, I'll never forget. It was probably like six or seven years ago. I bet on a hockey game on the spread. And I think it was I had like the Devils or someone minus one and a half. They're up six, three, no, six, two. And then there was a minute and like 40 seconds left in the third period. Within 45 seconds, there was three goals scored. I was refreshing the app thinking that there was like a malfunction in the a data glitch feed. in the matrix. Like I was getting like, yeah, like I was getting like fucked with or something, but I was like, refresh goal, refresh goal, refresh goal. I was like, all right, I'm done. No more, no, no, no more hockey. It's, it's too much. The tide turns too quick. Hockey's not bad for overs though. If you, if you know which games are coming no. up and you know when, you know, you got a goalie on the second night, maybe not on the left rest, what have you, you can, yeah. you can nab some overs there. Uh, this is interesting because it kind of works yeah. into the world of politics as well. There's two companies, one's called Sports Radar, one's called Genius Sports. They both provide data. There are big data companies that are, are part of, uh, you know, supplying sports data uh, to the Russian market. That's one of their markets when it comes to uh, both these companies. Uh, apparently, they said they were going to pause and halt their sports dating, data providing. Uh, but it turns out, at least the latest allegations are that they are still servicing Russia after insisting that they had pulled out of the country. Um that's not a great look at the very least if these allegations are true. Doesn't surprise me. Why? Doesn't surprise me at all. Shell, what do you mean? Because when the when Russia invaded Ukraine, you know who's buying oil on the cheap? Shell. They kept buying it from Russia. They kept buy, they literally sat there and were just like, We'll take as much as you could possibly sure. give us. I mean, if it's one thing that I've understood that I've realized, especially when it comes to publicly traded companies and large corporations, it's always profit over people at any cost. They say they're going to do one thing. They do the complete fucking opposite. And if they can get away with it, they'll get away with it. And they probably thought they were going to get away with this um, until it's been now brought to light again, which I'm assuming they'll change something now. But I mean, companies, to me, it's, it's not surprising seeing people go with, with profits over people uh, by any means. So if you can if you can figure out a way to stay under the radar, so to speak, in this in this operation, you're going to most of the time until you get caught. Pretty much. Yeah. It only matters it's... if you get caught. Yeah. True. But I think that, you know, ultimately that would, yeah. that would change my philosophy of I was a company that did business with a company like this. If these allegations are true, of course, oh, 100, 100 percent. I mean, there's these guys are big boys. They understand that there's recourse and ramifications for any of these decisions that they make, but they make them anyway. And then it's it's apologize after the fact. Uh, one of the other things that's so going they'll, on. They'll, they'll, yeah. In the world world of legalities, the American Gaming Association this week released a letter sent to the U.S. Attorney General saying that the Department of Justice needs to crack down hard on illegal offshore sports books. Uh, I know that there are still ones operating in Canada. I can't believe for a second, Anthony, that the United States government hasn't figured out how to close this loophole, given how many states are live, given how many states. We're now at 33, 34 states that have given the green light to yeah. sports gambling. How do you let the illegal operations, the offshore sports books still operate? Is there not a there's got to be a technological solution in this where you can where you can geo target so, them and say yeah. so long. Good night. I mean, to be completely honest, I didn't even know that there were illegal sports books online in, in the United States. Um, I knew there was like bodog.com and like sportsbook.ag like 15, 16 years ago that you could access that were offshore. 
but I was under no impression that there was even anything like that. Um, if it is, it's news to me. Um, and I mean, if you can bar people in New York from going on a crypto exchange, or you can bar me from using Binance um, overseas, you sure as hell can block out illegal sports wagering sites. It's not very hard. I mean, I don't, under I don't even understand what the conversation is with this point. It's like, just hit a button and let it rip. You can stop people from accessing those URLs and just deny the IP addresses. To me, it seems like it's a problem that they don't want to solve to an extent. Yeah. And I would also like, I also wonder from a customer point of view, cause you just asked me like, what am I using in Canada? I'm using yeah. more legit sites because a, as a customer, I want to make sure that the money is going where it's supposed to be going. And more importantly, I want to make sure I can get my money out. Why as a customer, would you be using an offshore account at this point in time when there are so many viable no, options, unless you're yeah. trying to you know dodge the tax man, I suppose. Uh, the whole people got to stop with that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Okay, I hate paying taxes, but it, it it's not circumvent the tax man at all costs. Like the country's still got to run. Like, like it's just just let it let it be. Like just just pay the damn taxes and uh, figure out the loopholes that you can get access to, and just be on your fucking way. I hear it so much with crypto. People are like, oh, I got to hide this. I'm I, I'm I got to pay this tax. I got to pay that tax. It's like, yeah, you bought something, it appreciated, you made some money on it. You got to pay taxes. It's two things in life for certain, death and taxes. I mean, I hate them. It's the ba it's literally the bane of my existence. The the more successful I've gotten, the more of a burden it becomes. So, but it's just you pay it and then the, you don't get fucked with. It's an easy calculus. It's a very easy calculus. <laughs> Maybe and, yeah, it's because the latter that via an offshore Yeah, circumventing that via an offshore sports book is not a length that I'd be willing to go <laughs> to to not pay the tax man. Maybe it's because the latter is the only one that's debatable. It's not like you can actually argue with death. You can't, you can't, <laughs> like, ah, I don't want to fucking die right now. Yeah, but, so we're not going to have that debate. Yeah, but, there, but, yeah but, there, but, but there's one letter that I never want to get in the mail and it's from the IRS. I, I, I just don't want to, it's, I don't even want to take the chance. Like it just becomes an expensive quagmire. I mean, for anybody, I don't, I, I pay all my taxes on everything. Like I'm like neurotic with my crypto. Yeah, my NFT taxes. Like, I don't try to circumvent anything. No matter what, if they want to find it, they're going to find it. And I just don't want to deal with that. Full points for a Family Guy reference of Quagmire. If you had that in your uh, podcast yeah. bingo, you're all, you're I haven't all said set that tonight. in a while. Yeah. There you go. Uh, the, speaking of crypto, the Dallas Cowboys have struck the first crypto deal in NFL history with Blockchain.com. They're going to become the team's exclusive digital asset partner. Uh, not a shock that this is the team that decided to go down this hole. Jerry Jones tends no. to see things a lot bigger than most people. Uh, Pete Smith, the CEO, co-founder of Blockchain.com, uh, emphasized that this is just the beginning, that this could be a much bigger deal going forward. And I can see uh, them being one of the early adopters when it comes to you know teams in the NFL doing it. The Dallas Cowboys sort of hit the benchmark most of the time. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Jerry Jones doesn't shy away from anything. Jerry Jones, if it's one thing he wants to be, it's the first. Um, honestly, I feel kind of bad the way the Cowboys have, have really played out in the past decade. I mean, they're kind of just underachieving and almost irrelevant um, in the, and I guess the championship conversation. Meanwhile, they've been stacked with talent, but I mean, if it's one thing, Jerry Jones is a smart motherfucker. If Jerry Jones sees an opportunity, if he's somewhere to be early, if he sees that it's going to add value to the Cowboys franchise, or if it's going to drive anything forward, he'll do it. And I mean, it's, I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry World is one of the first stadiums where they're accepting crypto as payment. Um, for, for, for concessions and ticketing and, and going to NFT ticketing. I mean, he's that forward thinking and I really wouldn't be surprised, um, to see some of that stuff in the future. 
Yeah, they say that the digital exchange would provide unique benefits such as fan expertise, uh, fan experiences, awards, innovation, oh, yeah. player-hosted events, video games, VIP trips. Uh, those are some of the promotional yep. awards being offered. You're right. I think it's just the tip of the iceberg. What do you What do you know? I mean, Blockchain.com has been around. They're one of the older ones in the field now. What could you tell us about that company? It's It's actually funny that you bring that up because Blockchain.com were one of the marquee sponsors at Emerge Americas where I was at yesterday. And I literally looked to my buddy and I'm like, what do they even do? Um, as far as blockchain.com goes, um, I was like, there's FTX, there's Coinbase, there is KuCoin, there's Kraken, there's Gen uh, Gemini. I was like, I've literally never went to blockchain.com um, to do anything. To be honest, when I hear blockchain.com, it sounds like an informational resource. It sounds like I'm going to go to like the Wikipedia of like blockchain. <laughs> it doesn't sound like I'm going to go uh, register a crypto wallet and buy crypto. Um, to me, blockchain.com just doesn't make sense. Um, at all. Granted, come to find out, a shitload of people use blockchain.com. It's a multi-billion dollar company <laughs> and platform, and it's definitely a formidable player in the space. But until yesterday, I had no, no, no there was no name, name recognition whatsoever. I thought it might have been some kind of SaaS product for like enterprise level, like crypto, uh, like enterprise level crypto wallets or enterprise level solutions for crypto for companies. Had no idea it was an actual consumer product. You've got things with names today, huh? Pen, blockchain.com. Yeah. You yeah. should be in charge of naming some of these things because clearly they're not cutting through, or at least not to you at the very least. I mean, I mean, granted, it's, it's, it's blatantly obvious like what they do, but blockchain.com doesn't simply imply that you're a consumer crypto product. I mean, blockchain is as broad as you can get. Bitcoin.com, yeah. maybe. Like Ethereum.com, obviously, was probably already taken. But like blockchain.com, doesn't really do it. it. Obviously, never did it for me. And as much as I know about crypto, which to, is a to lot, literally have which no is a idea lot. that that yeah, to, to to literally have no idea that it's a consumer facing product, it's a little bit of a mishap in their marketing and their brand equity. Uh, let's switch over to not that the segue is that that big. The NBA has launched uh, NBA uh, NFT, the official NBA Discord. They're going to take a bigger step into Web three. Uh, their project is going to share all things basketball and all things Web three. Uh, it comes just on the on the doorstep of the Golden State Warriors and the Nuggets uh, going against one another. I know the Golden State Warriors are involved in a big NFT project. I think this just builds on the NBA brand. Obviously, they launched with yeah. uh, Top Shot back, what was that, two years ago now? Hard to believe it's been two years. Yeah. But, you know, I think that this is, a, again, a progressive league. They understand it. They've got a progressive commissioner who really wants to emerge a younger fan base into something that they already understand. Yeah, I mean, I think it's smart. I mean, to be honest, I saw the announcement. I thought it was kind of lame, um, not to be contrarian, but it was like, oh, nice. You're launching a chat room um, that's basically just public access. For a uh, for an NBA fan community, um, it's cool. Um, I think it's going to be another step forward. I mean, NBA Top Shot, it was amazing. Like a year ago, um, they've got raving fans and like raving collectors, but they've completely saturated the market with their packs. Um, and you've seen the the quality and the price action of NBA Top Shot actually come down tremendously. Um, that's actually one of the markets that we're going after. We're literally with Only Gems. We're actually going right after the Top Shot consumer. Um, from a uh, from a strategic standpoint, because they are all pissed off right now. Um, people are sitting on collections. People are sitting on like LeBron moments that they spent like 200k on, and they just keep coming out with moment after moment after moment. And I mean, you don't own the IP in those NFTs. The NBA actually still owns the IP. Now it's an amazing platform. It's an amazing consumer experience. But I don't think they've actually been able to grow their user base 
quick enough to meet the supply that they've actually brought online. And I was actually watching a uh, a webcast about three or last week um, from the NFL, uh, NBA commissioner uh, and then the MLB commissioner on okay. digital, uh, Candy Digital, uh, someone from Dapper Labs. And I mean, they were talking about, yeah, we're kind of uh, giving this a, a Web 2.5 moniker because we're really seeing some friction around the consumer being able to purchase um, NFTs and from the consumer being able to purchase crypto products, which I mean, doesn't surprise me, but with the right level of consumer education, and I mean, there are seamless products on the market now that can enable you to buy crypto. I mean, I don't see that as being a real hurdle for very long, but even a t even an elite product like that is running into, uh, running into a wall in terms of consumer acquisition for getting people into the ecosystem to keep purchasing those packs. Well, um, yeah, let me ask you, product that they're actually bringing online. I, I think a lot of people would be listening to that and thinking to themselves, okay, well, now we're talking about a saturated market where people have, you know, dipped more than their big toe into it. You also have a situation where you don't own the actual IP. There are people probably listening yeah. or watching this thinking to themselves, well, what, what do I get out of it then? What, you know, that's a, that's a bit of a different model than other ones we've seen out there. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's entertainment. I mean, but there's 82 NBA games. How many LaMelo ball three point shots do you want to own? How many LeBron James like layups do you want to own? Like the UFC, I'd love to own a Kamaru Usman knockout. I'd love to own an Izzy knockout. I mean, those are what, maybe two or three a year at most. Yeah. Um, those to me are truly collectible. Those to me are truly scarce. Like when I go to buy sports cards, I'm buying cards that are numbered. So if I buy like a Tyrese Maxi, I'm buying it to like 20 or to like 15 and I'm paying twenty, thirty thousand dollars versus like two hundred, but that asset is scarce and it's going to go up in value. Panini's gonna keep printing base rookies and base prisms, just like Top Shot keeps printing base moments of these players. And I mean, me personally, I don't want fifty of the same player um in my collection of just just shots. Like for me, that's irrelevant. Um, I think it was novel. I think they've got some growing pains in front of them. And but I mean it's the NBA. They're going to figure it out. They, they know the consumer. They know technology. They were first to market. And there's no doubt in my mind they'll figure it out. But I mean, I think the days of the really high priced top shots that collectors are just like just zooming through and trading and the prices going parabolic. I think that's that that's pretty much done until, unless they come out with some sort of like super scarce or rare product um, right. on the top shot ecosystem. Let's go from top shots to hot shots. Big, big news. And I love when we can talk. First of all, I love when we can talk about golf because there's there's a lot of value in the world of golf. Uh, but now we get to talk about golf, yeah. football. Uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes against Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's going to be the match. I guess you call it the match three, four, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is going to be must-see TV because when you have four of the hottest quarterbacks of the last two decades, you're all, okay, now you're being fucking contrarian because if you don't like this, you need your fucking head examined. There's one guy that they left out, and I think it's really because he's better than all four of them by far, and it's Tony Romo and Peyton Manning. They That's should be involved. People. They are actually very... Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say Peyton. Man I was thinking Peyton Manning, but then Tony Romo was who I was talking about, since he obviously uh, qualified for the the U.S. Open as an amateur. Um, I would love to see Romo out there just shooting the shit, waxing them. But yeah, I mean Tom Brady's a hell of a golfer. I don't know how yeah. good Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are. Josh Allen's dog um, Brady, shit. I saw Brady him in that pro am, and he was he was picking up the ball and throwing it more often than not. But I'm okay with that. Oh, the Josh Brady, is great. Then, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. But I mean, then Brady's gonna. 
Brady will whoop their ass. I mean, Brady's a serious golfer. He's very good. Sure he is. I just wonder why we've got a situation where Aaron Rodgers has to be part of everything. Because I can't stand the guy. And I, <laughs> Ratings, I would rather not see him I mean, I, I mean, I, I'll be, and why is it quarterbacks? Like, put some skill players in there. Get us some linemen that can drive the ball like 350 yards. Right, um, some big boys. We should have Aaron a, Donald, the I NFL, bet you golfs. Yeah. Why doesn't the NFL have a full tournament yeah. then? You know, I'd watch an NFL Correct. golf tournament. That, Give mean, me that. Hell, hell, hell yeah. Oh, I got awesome. an even better. Here, I got an even better idea. And I love it because we, we workshop ideas on this show. Get rid of the Pro Bowl. Take all of the stars you would have at golf the Pro tournament. Bowl and put them in a golf tournament in yeah. Hawaii. You've got four yeah, yeah. days of must-watch TV. Everyone's watching that. The ratings would be through the roof. Right? The ratings would actually, the ratings would actually be through the roof on that. I would, watch every, I would watch all four days. So would I. You could yeah. bet on it. You'd have like wide yeah. receiver pairings and the whole bit again. Oh, you could play wide receivers against corners. Yeah, yeah. so Josh Allen's really Josh Allen's really that bad. I've seen like I saw him in the pro am. I don't know how how okay. much he was taking it seriously. He had some nice shots, but he also had some shots where he's just like, oh, I'm going to just pick the ball up and throw it and have some fun with it in, in the crowd. I, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I like I'm the guy. I'm curious he's to see Rogers. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see the dialogue with Rogers. I feel like he's just not going to say anything. He's going to go out there and just shoot shots and just be like, I'm Aaron Rodgers, um, and and kind of do that whole that whole spiel. So, well, but he, I could see Mahomes being pretty entertaining. If he does that, then it's going to do nothing for his image. And I think these type of things is what exactly what Aaron Rodgers needs to rebuild himself with the public. Because I don't think he stands well with yeah. most of the public outside of the city of Green Bay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers needs what Bryson DeChambeau gained from the Ryder Cup. After the Ryder Cup, 100%. everyone loved Bryson. I hated, I hated Bryson before the Ryder Cup. After the Ryder Cup, Bryson's the man. I like him. I, he's one of the he's one of my top ten favorite golfers on tour. Um, I mean, I guess Rogers does really need an event like that to happen to shift the uh, the public perception of him. Man, we came up with some good ideas today. This has been a killer show. We're gonna yeah. dear dear NFL, start your own golf tournament. Sign Ryan and Anthony. Thanks yeah. very much. And top uh, shot, top shot. Lower the supply. Lower your supply. Drain the swamp a yeah. little bit, buds. That's what you got to do. Yeah. And Dave Portnoy, I don't know, man. You just keep doing what you're doing. I suppose been working so far but yeah i'm sure some i mean i think he was at coachella happy. i think he was at Co- coachella doing god knows what he's he doesn't care he's rich it doesn't matter anymore to him he's now it's just got a megaphone and says whatever the fuck he wants yeah which is kind of like us in a way anthony thank you so much man yeah it's been a couple of zeros exactly. <laughs> yeah it's exactly. been great take care man subscribe to guaranteed money wherever you get your podcasts and find out more details at the dalesreport.com don't forget also to check out our youtube channel for more content